prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Welcome back, everybody, to Behind the Red Light, your favorite cleanest sex show on the internet. I am Larry, your head button pusher, and next to me or across from me is our resident um, adult purveyor. Sure. Well, I'm not a purveyor. I don't purvey it. I'm a, a user of said user, services. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the guy who does all the stuff that I don't want to, Jim is yeah, here. Fornicator in residence. Yes, fornicator. I, well, Do you well, like that one more than pervert? I, I, I do like that one more than pervert, but at the same time, you know, there are things that I won't discuss, you know, behind closed doors that is nobody's business but between me and the missus. Right, right. So it's, it, it's trying to come up with something that uh, is unique and exclusive to you. But uh, anyway, here we are, back behind the red light. How we are. are you doing? I, I'm well, I'm well. And yourself? Uh, I have to buy new shoes. We should we, we should explain to the audience why we've been, <laughs> I like how you just why we've been away for a minute because uh, I say I and, have and to it isn't it isn't because of your new shoes is where I was going to yeah, get with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, this is true. No, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, we had one of our um, special breaks. I guess well, well, we take it? January off every year. Yeah. Is that is that uh, the proper way to say it? I think. Yeah, that would that would actually be the best way to say it. Yeah, folks, what we do is we take January off because it's it sits right in the. Nobody wants to go to work the beginning of the year. No, let's just put that out there. I mean, when you first show up to work, you know you. You stand around for a hot minute. It, it, the first 10, 15 minutes belongs to you because you got to turn your computer on. You got to make your coffee. You got to go pee. You got to go pee. Right. You, and you, you might as well pee on the company dime. Yeah. And you got to talk to Bob from accounting exactly. for some reason because, yeah. you know, he likes the same football team you do. Some right. sort of nonsense. Yeah. Well, we decided to take the month off and we thought, or at least I thought, we had enough episodes to back our play for going, hey, we're going to take the month off. And we didn't. And we totally didn't. <laughs> Not, <laughs> but but you know, look at the bright side. We did take off for our birthdays. We did, and as as part of my birthday, uh, I took a little trip, which is going to be the source of the conversation for this show. But before we get into that, I know what we need to do, don't you? Yes, we need to wish me a happy birthday because I took a birthday uh, trip too. I walked all the way to my couch. Yes, and then I walked to my bedroom. You did, and then I walked back to my couch. Yes, and then I walked to the bathroom. Right. And then I walked back to the couch. Right. But I understand that your trip was a little bit more extensive and longer and probably had a few more details in it than, than uh, mine. Probably. Okay. Probably. But before we get to your trip, there are a couple of things that we mm-hmm. need to quantify. Yes. First, we do not solicit. Nope. We do not. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is your part. You well, know. that's okay. We, we, were, we were just reversed it. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. Well, people don't like things reversed. 
Well, some do. Well, you know what? Never mind. Let's just you know. Let's just say this: we do, we we are not uh, uh, purveyors of. No, we do not encourage at all. We do not push you towards. Certainly not. We do not advertise for. Not at all. Well, the, we're not getting paid for it. That's right. So we are in no way whatsoever trying to suggest that you should go to a Nevada brothel or any brothel or any sex service whatsoever. That is all on you. We are here simply to entertain and inform. And that's kind of the the line that I wanted you to come come to, no pun intended. Womp womp. Nah, but that is the line that I really want, uh, wanted to set up for because you actually went to one of these establishments and your experience wasn't exactly what you were hoping. For. Oh boy, yes. Today's topic is brothels in the post-COVID world. Yeah, and from what I understand, it's also the post-millennial world or the post-woke world. Well, or the post. There's something going I don't on. know. I don't know how to quantify it. We're going to discuss it today, perhaps over the next two episodes, because this is a. Oh boy, there's a whole lot to unpack here. Now, yeah. before I begin, let me just say this: I, we are not in the business of of burying anybody. Certainly not. That that is not the goal here whatsoever. And everybody who has listened to the show knows that I am a huge proponent of legalized sex work and sex work being work. However, uh, I can't ignore well, a bad experience either and i've got to explain what i encountered and what i think is going on well one thing that we should uh, uh, that we have explained in detail is throughout the various media outlets that you and i perform for yeah we have yet to bury a single individual correct or a person i think there was one person uh through our entire tenure of doing this that i might have swore at but you wouldn't know who he was unless you specifically understood who the person was absolutely and that was that was behind the camera, not in front of the camera, because, yeah. you know, there's no reason for us to tear anything down. However, we are critics. We are. Well, and, and not only not only that, but as a subject matter expert that's been doing this for years, you know, when I notice a problem and it wasn't just me either no. that noticed this. So and it wasn't oh just an isolated incident. No, and it was, was across the, two houses. And that so. was the other thing. So, yeah, going into this, you should understand that we are going to criticize or or Jim is going to criticize. I wasn't there. I'm just here to press the buttons and, and Well, ask you questions. may criticize because we've kept a lot of the, I've kept a lot of this from you so that this is the first time you're hearing it realistically. I got about a 40% Whitman sampler uh, yeah, of right. What was going I, I didn't out. I didn't want to go into great detail until we had the show because I wanted to, him to give you a raw response but for I you did, the listener. Yeah, but I, I did know what was coming uh, yeah. so I can prepare myself for at least a couple of questions. And the first question I have for you is how'd the trip go well let, let's start here first of all i had a wonderful trip in total in the sense that uh i went out to enjoy my vac uh enjoy my birthday and enjoy a vacation and i did that uh despite the fact that the trip uh, outside of las vegas to pahrump did not go uh the way that i had hoped that it would go no i understand you went out there with a couple of listeners well, listeners, yes, but they had been friends for years. So, uh, and, and I met these two individuals as a result of my involvement in the in the uh, in the brothel world. Was this over a chat room? It, it well, well, message boards at the time. Oh yes, yes, message boards. And this is twenty years ago. So you know things things have changed a lot since then. But nevertheless, uh, these two gentlemen uh, were also going to be in town and. Um, so we decided to, as part of the trip, 
Well, let's take a let's take a, a brief visit out and see what's going on because none of us had been there. No, I lie. I, I'm sorry. The two of them had been there the week before mm-hmm. for an event that had gone on, and they said it was somewhat unusual, but you know it was a it was an event. So let's see what's going on during a normal day. So um, about halfway through the trip, I was there a week. We decided on a Friday night, let's ride out. See what's going on. Okay, before we get to the brothels, how is how has Las Vegas itself changed since the COVID? Uh, it, it's gone up a little in price, but what hasn't? Yeah, you know the recent the recent rise in in prices. I did notice that at restaurants and so forth. But beyond that, it's business as usual at this point. Did you get to any of the tables? Uh, no, but I am not much of a gambler. Okay. Although I, I passed by them, and everything seems to be normal and and operating as it normally did. I didn't see anything that was different or out of the ordinary, and certainly the town is busy. Yes. There's activity. There's people there. Uh, so I would say that from a um, – you know, from the perspective of COVID and everything else, I would say the town has bounced back. It's doing just fine. Boy, that's a unique twist. I'm more of a gambler than you are. Yeah, very much so. I, I, I like a sure thing. You like gambling. <laughs> you know, let, let's that's that's basically the way it is. Oh, it's but, fun. Uh, yeah, but I um, I did go to the tiki bars that I normally go to when I'm out there. I did hit a number of the restaurants I normally go to, and everything was business as usual and copacetic. And I had a you know great time. Wonderful. Uh, and as a matter of fact, this Friday night is the unfortunate part of the trip where things th- th- didn't go the way we had hoped that they would go. Okay. Uh, to to get the setup, uh, just so we're, we're understanding what the setup is, it's Friday night. Yes. There's nothing going on. R- or I'm sure there's something going on, but not where you want to be. You want to be where uh, the, the hot spot. Well, we, place correct. Go. We thought we were going out. It was a Friday night. We figured it was going to be busy. Yeah, everybody and anybody should be there. We figured that um, all the girls would be available and in the bar or whatever because it was going to be busy. And, because and you know, the, it would be a happening evening. We'd have a good time. Uh, we had seen that Sherry's was having a karaoke evening and we thought oh well maybe this will be fun or whatever and so the intention was to go out we were going to hit the uh the sports bar at sherry's have dinner stick around meet the girls hopefully have a good experience perhaps go next door and then come home that was the intention that was the plan for the evening so we rode out and we get to sherry's and when we walk in the door there are i would say about seven to ten gentlemen at the bar and the we take a seat at one of the booths uh the shift manager or a manager comes over to us i'm not clear on who she was she um wait 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 you weren't really sure who was greeting you no i i did not see a name tag on her so i don't really know who she was that is a red flag that i found that odd to start with yes at that point um you know she said are we here for the girls we here to eat and we said well a little bit of both we'd like to eat first and so on and so forth or we could eat the girls Ah! so uh at that point uh she said okay i'll send the bartender over she walked away and the boys are looking at me going what do you think that means and i said well i guess that means they're going to keep the girls away from us while we eat as not to disturb our dinner which okay that made sense i understood that um we ordered, we had dinner, everything is fine. At this point, after dinner, a shift manager comes over. She did have a name tag on mm. and said, are you gentlemen ready to, to see some girls? And we said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we're expecting 
a bar full of girls because typically, historically, when we've been there and they make what is known as a bar call, this is where they call the girls' rooms and say, hey, there's gentlemen in the bar, you know, letting you know it might be time to work, you know. And usually what happens is a good, you know, 15, 20 girls come into the bar, assess the situation, begin to work some of the guys that are in the room, kind of make a roundabout, so to speak, with all the guys, and then make their way out. And then you can ask for who you want to or what have you. Or perhaps they, one of them grabs their attention and they head back with that guy or whatever. Now, keep in mind, as I said, it's not the, just the three of us in the bar. There's Again, there's a good seven to ten other gentlemen that are in the bar as well that are sitting there. And they're not talking to anybody. There's no girls in the bar. Which I found odd to start with because, here again, we're at a brothel. So at this point... Okay, so <clears throat> there's seven to ten... Guys. Right. Like, outside of the three of us. Outside of the three of you. So you say so, 10 to 13 of us total. So there, there's 10 to 13 in an occupancy of what? what, what is a typical average? Of girls, per se? No, no. Of, of people who usually – in past years. Well, um, there was it, set, de- it depends on the day. It depends on any individual night. But, but this is a Friday night. Yeah. And you're saying there's, there's – I would have expected more people for a Friday night. There, there's an average between 10 to 13 people in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is not a typical Friday night that you're used to. Certainly not in years past, no. Okay. At, at any point in time in the past when there was like anywhere between 10 to 13 people mm-hmm. in the bar – uh, as far as males go, what would be the ratio for women who were circling the bar? Well, certainly there would be a number of girls that were camped out in the bar at least. Typically speaking at Sherry's, there are two shifts that the girls work. So if there are 24 girls in house, let's say, 12 are working the day shift, 12 are working the night shift. So I, of that 12 that's on shift, I would usually expect to see four or five in the bar if I just happen to walk in at an average time. Okay. Um, the fact that I saw none was somewhat of a – that was odd to me. It was very, very odd. So um, at this point, a girl comes into the bar. She sits down. She talks to us. And out of the corner of our eyes, we notice that there is a shift manager with a stopwatch who is literally monitoring the amount of time this girl takes with us. Now, if you recall correctly, I explained to you on a previous show that at Sherry's, they give the girls X amount of time to sit and talk with you, and either they have to move on or you take the girl and go on the basis that to spend extra time would be dirty hustling. They want to give the girls you know, full, ample opportunity with guys, etc., etc. So I was not shocked by the fact that they had a time limit, but to see to see a shift manager with a stopwatch, yeah, that it made it very. It was not comfortable. Let me put it that way. This is the first time I've ever seen the seen a shift manager with a stopwatch, and is literally sitting, I would say, approximately four feet from us. So she is not like on the other side of the room or anything of the sort. She is literally four feet from us with a stopwatch, monitoring this girl talking with us so it's just one girl that's it is one girl that has come up to the table of three gentlemen okay that's not a whole lot of variety no it's not so if you're a guy what you're doing at this point in your mind probably 
as most guys would, is saying to yourself, well, we'll meet each of the girls and then from there make a decision. Yes. So this girl leaves. Another girl stops over for perhaps a minute and a half. She doesn't stick around very long. She doesn't even sit down with us. Nevertheless, she introduced herself uh, and then went on her way. About this time, a third girl comes over, sits down. She talks to us for about five minutes. She was the nicest of the. All three of these girls were actually nice. They were very nice to us. Yes. And the third one was exceptional. Uh, very good conversationalist. Really nice girl. But we've seen three out of what is we assume to be twenty to twenty-four girls at the house. So there's okay? twenty to twenty-four girls. Correct. We've seen three. At this point, when the third one leaves, we stop seeing girls. No one's coming in. Okay. There are a couple of things that you have said, and that's probably why this is going to be one of our more broken down shows yeah. as, as far as things go. Because there are a couple of red flags that already, you know, popped up for me. Uh, the first one being lack of, lack of girls in the area. <clears throat> just And I'm just basing this off of what you have told me from previous experience. Right, right. Okay. First and foremost, if you're three guys and a single girl comes up to you. Right automatically you're going to have that alpha male dominization. Oh, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her. Well, fortunately, you had three guys who know who, who understand the assignment. And I, I so as a result, so yes, in a normal scenario, I would agree with you. Although the three of us understood the game it, well it, enough that we weren't going to be like that. And but, I, yeah. I, I get that. But still, it's like, okay, one girl for for three guys, that's that's not really window shopping at that point. Yeah, you would think you'd send three at a time over. Yeah, to you us. would send three. Is that way, you know, uh, one girl for every guy instead of having the young lady feel overwhelmed because now she's selling herself to three different people. Yeah. Well, and and even if the shift manager would have, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. You know what? I'm going to hold off on this comment until we get a little bit further. Yeah, because I still have because uh, we're about to we're about to have a conversation with, with a second shift manager that's going to really. Uh, <laughs> it, it's going to be interesting. And then, and then you said that there's anywhere between twenty to twenty-four girls at the house. At the house, correct. Okay. Now let's let's say conservatively, we're going to split into a night shift and a day shift. Yeah, okay? right. So now twelve, but we've only seen three. So there's eight girls running around doing whatever, playing tiddlywinks, or I have whoever. No idea what they're up to. In Correct. fact, we already determined that they're not uh, they're not hanging out with whoever because if they were hanging out with whoever, those seven to ten guys wouldn't be sitting wouldn't at the be bar. sitting there alone. You got it. Go ahead. Okay, so um, at this point, and that's just a rational. The, yeah, we haven't even like scraped the surface. So now, at this point, another twenty minutes go by. Uh, at the very beginning, one of my friends requested a certain girl come to visit us. We still have seen hide nor hair of her, nor have we seen any of the other girls. We've only seen these three. We're sitting there alone. At this point, we're like, well, are any other girls coming out? Should we leave? What are we supposed to do here? A second shift manager comes over and says something to the effect of, uh, did you guys want to see more girls? At which point I say, well, yes, but none seem to be coming out. And, uh, and I said, not only that, but I said, but the young lady that my friend requested never came out at all. And it is at this point that this shift manager looks at us and says, well, some of the girls, you know, they might be intimidated to come out because there's three of you. Now, at this point, 
the three of us look at each other in absolute shock, and I'll explain why. Because we've never encountered this sort of thing at a brothel. Keep in mind that these women are working girls yeah. whose job it is to socialize with men and to convince them to go spend money to have sex with them. Uh-huh. So, you know, the the concept of somebody telling us, well, these women are intimidated by men. I'm sorry. What did you say? That doesn't make a lot of sense. These women are going to have to bear all and probably the most intimate Correct. connection that you're going to have physically. Correct. So we're sitting there, and I, and I must have had this stupid look on my face that was like, what? Because she looked at me and she said, well, you have to understand, you know, girls come from different backgrounds and some can be, it can be very, it can be tough for them to talk to a group of men. And I'm still sitting there with this dumbfounded look on my face because I'm thinking to myself, and I didn't say it, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure that's the job. Yeah, why didn't you become a cashier for a movie theater? I, right, or, or a writer, or, or something that involved you not having to interact with people. Like a librarian. Yeah, there's any number of jobs I could think of, perhaps a mortician. You definitely wouldn't have to talk to anybody then. You know, like there's a well, number of jobs. nobody living. Well, true. <laughs> but my point being is that there are a number of jobs you could have thought about and taken that would have involved absolutely zero interactivity and yet alone take the one that's going to involve the most and i'm thinking to myself this girl has got to be full of most, shit you know like there is no way she's telling me the truth most and, introverts take up accounting because it correct. includes not talking to anybody correct now it is at this moment coincidentally because now I'm getting hot. It's like, right. what do you mean you don't want to talk to anybody? <laughs> so it is, and and I am I am clearly in the in the, the frame of mind that this woman has got to be full of shit. Yeah, there is no way she's telling me the truth, and it is coincidentally at this moment that the redhead that my friend wanted to talk to meanders into the bar. Finally, she sees the three of us it, as she's walking towards the table, realizing it's not one but three of us, and. The three of us turn to look at her because she's very striking. She's a beautiful girl. And the only other girl in the building. Well, there's that. Apparently. And at that point, we look at her and she froze. And I'm when I say froze, it was a very uncomfortable freeze. And you could tell she immediately did not wish to be there. So she got the deer in headlights, cold flop sweat. How yeah. the hell do I get out of here? And I looked at her because I'm the one that at that point had eye contact. And I said, my friend here is the one that actually requested you. And as I did that, she turned to talk to him. And, it, and my other friend and I are looking at each other like, holy shit, the shift manager was serious. Because we're like, the two of us are uncomfortable right now because she's uncomfortable. Yeah. Who she is addressing. Uh, you Now I have to do work, damn it. Well, sorry. I'll start that sentence again. So my friend that she is addressing uh, says to her, using one of our techniques, says to her, hey, it's been a long time since I've been here. Perhaps I could get a tour. So this, because now he's trying to get her out of the situation that she's uncomfortable with. To get one-on-one, -on -one, hopefully making her more comfortable. And one thing that you and I and, – and you admitting that you and your buddy yeah. was uncomfortable yeah. is a red flag. We've been doing this for 20 years. When we're like, uh-oh, something's off. We've something's been, wrong. We've been doing this show for 22 years, and one thing that you emphasized is – Well, we've done this show for 22 episodes, you mean. 
You well, said years. Yeah, well, it feels like 22 years. But, well, that's because you know, you're here with me. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's one of the emphases that we, we made in the show is you go there to feel un, as un, uh, as comfortable as you yes. possibly can. Yes. Because as soon as you feel uncomfortable because you feel the situation is right. weird, she feels uncomfortable with the situation. Right, and you're out. You you're know, out. that's so, – so my friend is trying to make this easier – so those two excuse themselves and leave. And we're thinking, okay, well, maybe she'll relax then when it's just the two of them. Uh, in the meantime, we're figuring that management will now call and have more girls come to see my other friend and I. But we see nobody. So approximately 10 minutes go by. Wait, 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 wait. Now my head's starting to hurt. Okay. You've got the one girl who comes out to visit with your friend, doesn't make eye contact with you <laughs> no. two. So it makes all three of you feel like creepers, which you you're it. totally not. Right. You're, you're there to to patronize this, right. th this business. Yeah. All right. She makes you feel weird, whether she uh, intended to make you feel weird or not. I certainly don't think she intended to, but, but yeah. But because she felt awkward about the situation, it was contagious, and now all three of you feel awkward. Yeah. So to unplug from the awkwardness, your buddy uses a, a tried-and-true tactic to get to know somebody, which is walk around with right. them by themselves. Right. And now you two are just sitting there awkward, and it's like, and there's nothing else for us to do and no one else for us to talk to and management's doing nothing about it. And here's the best part is that the manager was standing there through this whole exchange and didn't think to herself, rut row, we have a problem. We need to fix this right now. Nothing. Not, 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 a, not a moment of thought went into anything that said maybe I should nah, – no, nothing. So, so you're taking 20-year-plus 20, 20 veterans of this system. Of this building of this building and you've already made them feel the way that they did not want to feel to begin with you got it and they have the utmost respect for what you are doing correct and are willing to spend time in your building you with got whoever it. you have right. and give them money yes which in turn they're going to give you money yes but instead of that exchange happening where everybody is happy it nobody it sounds like well, I want you let's, to tell me continue. what happened with your friend. So, okay. So, friend number one comes back to the bar having talked to the redheaded girl. Okay. He gets back to the bar and sits down, and I said, that didn't go well? And he said, oh, no, that didn't go well at all. And I said, what happened? And he said, well, he said, she took me directly back to her room. Ooh. And he said, I, I told her, I said, I, I thought we were doing a tour. And she apparently said to him, well, I don't normally give tours. Oh. And he said, oh, well, um, you know, they, they started to have a, be a basic conversation. And he said this, he said it was going nowhere fast. And he decided that he felt extremely uncomfortable and wanted out of there as quickly as possible and asked to go back to the bar. Uh, I was not even clear on whether or not a number was ever even mentioned. And I don't think that it actually was in this scenario. That is how uncomfortable my friend was. And you're talking about somebody who's done this, I mean, a thousand times. This is this is not something that is unusual for him. It's not something that – but he was so uncomfortable because of what had gone on that he was like, nope, um, this is not going to work. I'm out of here. I don't think 
I don't think either one of them would have had a, a good time. It no. seems like that she was. Uh, it seems like that those the girls at that bar didn't even want to make eye contact with you while you were having the interaction that you were going to have, and it turned into a pump and dump situation. Well, certainly not that particular girl. The other three that talked to us were very very nice, and perhaps would have been a really really good time. I don't know. We just weren't prepared to make a decision because it's the only three we had met, and would have liked to have met a few more girls before we made a decision to drop a very considerable amount of money, which is what you would expect someone to do. You just don't walk in there and drop $1,000 without knowing that you're comfortable with the decision that you're going to you know, spend money on. And I would think that anyone with half a brain would realize that and be creating a situation that is conducive for the customer to do that. But they truly didn't. And so at this point, the three of us are looking at each other like, what do we do now? Because we don't want to make a nuisance of ourselves. But at the same time, this is not going well at all. And so we made the decision, well, look, the chicken ranch is right next door. And before we get to Let's the- Let's go there. And before we get to the chicken ranch, well, you know that variety is a spice of life as mm-hmm. far as you and I are concerned. It is. And part of that variety of- uh, 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 that spice of life is being able to get in contact with us. Oh, absolutely. And one of the best ways to get in contact with us is by going to BehindTheRedLight702 at gmail.com, dropping us a line, whether anonymously or unanonymously, your choice. Don't ask, worry, we'll keep you we'll keep you private. Yep, ask, you, ask a question, comment, concern, and we will relate it on the air. And if you are uh, some sort of... Um, fanatic or nut job, you bet your sweet bippy we are definitely going to read your comment. Oh, on yeah, there. yeah. If you get ugly with us and you're a jerk, we will expose you. In fact, yep. uh, yeah, I have this this weird, odd thing where, you know, if you're starting to rant and yell at us and tell us that we're heathens for it, uh, that's how I feel that we've made it. But if you want to be a little bit more open <laughs> with your decision. <laughs> Jesus. I always feel that way. It's yeah. like, that's how you know people are listening to sure. you. You're offending them. Right. Uh, and not that I don't hate those people who like us genuinely for what we're saying. But sure. no, it's that true un- uh, unsolicited hate where I know that we've made it. Yes. But if you want to be a little bit more open with everything that's going on, Jim has a surefire way for you to figure that out. Oh, I sure do. You can go to the Book of Faces and you can look up behind the red light. You will see our, our logo there, a beautiful silhouette of a woman in neon. Like us, interact, see posts when we get new shows drop, and uh, you know do the whole social media thing. So there we go. Now, before we, as to close up the show, let me just say that the experience that I had at Sherry's Ranch there, not a good one. Not not a good one. However, I want to point out that that is one night, you know, one visit, and I am not suggesting that the house is a terrible place or that you shouldn't go or anything of the sort. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that this was our experience, for better or worse. And on the next show, we'll say what happened next door which I will tell you was not any better. And uh, and we will begin to discuss the possibilities why. My hope with these the, this series of shows uh, that's highlighting this negative aspect is to hopefully act as a wake-up call to these buildings that something needs to be done. Well, you would certainly hope so, but we've, we, we tied a pretty decent tail at the end of that, and we're probably going to wrap this all up here either at the next show or the show after. Nobody knows how many shows we're going to get out of this. Absolutely. And I like how that kind of rang off. But anyway, my name's Larry. That's Jim. That's Jim. I'm Larry, and we will talk to you next time. See ya.